When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Welcome to another edition of the Morning Briefing. I'm Jeff DeForest, along with Mike Luby Lubitz, coming back off by a little respite, a little vacation there. But uh, it, it was hardly time off because I was involved. I was immersed. <laughs> I was infused in degenerate activity in Atlantic City, New Jersey, and the uh, various sports books and uh, race books there. And it, it turned out to be uh, quite an experience, especially with the card that we had in uh, both college and professional football. And I ended up uh, sort of in a scene out of the uh, movie Casino, where my wife, uh, we refer to her as the Mustang, uh, and she's the reason that we are recorded all of these freebies by various casinos around the world. In fact, uh, I believe that was a call I just had from uh, some casino in Monte Carlo asking me if I could bring the wife over there with her uh, penchant for playing slot machines, which it's an addiction, my friends. It's an addiction. (laughs) So she hit something in the middle of this uh, that carried us uh, throughout the trip. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, what happened was, uh, and leave it to me, to leave South Florida, which uh, is in the height of the hurricane season right now, even though nothing has happened as of yet. We have uh, some schmutz out there in the Atlantic uh, that is threatening, Luby. But you know how this goes. And uh, even though we've had devastating hurricanes hit our shores and impact our local area here. Uh, you know, I guess uh, the one that everybody uh, would remember would be 1992, Hurricane Andrew. That's 30 years ago, 31 years ago. But still, uh, there have been numerous threats that, that were of a serious enough variety to uh, make preparations, and go get your plywood uh, at the Home Depot and make sure that Arthur Blank never runs out of checks that he can provide <laughs> to the Atlanta Falcons to stink the joint out week in and week out even with an aging Matty Ice uh, being thrown out the door there. There's still uh, absolutely nowhere. But uh, this was a tropical storm that was hitting North Carolina, and it was spinning out of control, and it was going to impact the area there in uh, Philadelphia and uh, in Atlantic City. Uh, It turned out to actually have, you know, some effect uh, because they canceled my flight. 
It was very much like the scene at a casino, Luby, where, uh, you know, the Japanese whale is about to get on a plane, but he's got $2 million of De Niro's money. And Rickles tells him, eh, I can't believe it. Uh, there's a mechanical problem here. So they keep him over another night, and he can't help himself. And this uh, unfortunately happened in the Mustang, where uh, she was up substantially. And uh, she said, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go buy in a bank today and go to the ATM machine. And I'm thinking, that one more day, that one more day, <laughs> it can kill you. It was ugly, too, the uh, weigh-in of the bag at the Spirit <laughs> Airlines uh, check-in counter there when they put the bag on there. And uh, you would have thought Riddick Bowe stepped on the scale <laughs> today. <laughs> they just looked at her like, what are we going to do with this? Uh, this isn't going to happen. But uh, very interesting weekend. I mean, uh, being in Atlantic City, it, it really uh, illustrated uh, and uh, exaggerated the dynamics of how insane people are when it comes to gambling at this stage. There are various sports books, all very nicely accommodated, uh, Luby, and uh, great to, you know, to be inside uh, in an atmosphere there where uh, the fans are revved up to uh, levels uh, of excitement that uh, you, you can't even uh, imagine. Maybe like the first time you had sex. <laughs> and, and this is early in ballgames when, uh, like, Notre Dame gets a stop on Ohio State. As it looks like Ryan Day is going to go up in flames uh, in, in this game. And uh, Notre Dame is kind of controlling it all the way through until the very end, yep. which is when you realize that, that there's a reason that, and eventually there, there will be a, a new group of Generation uh, X uh, psychiatrists that will only specialize in dealing with people with gambling problems. Because <laughs> it, it will drive you, I mean, uh, make you Meshuggah, even after Yum Kipper. As uh, you're sitting there, and, and this game boils down to uh, Ohio State, Notre Dame. You're, you're getting three with the mm -hmm. Fighting Irish. They're in control of the game the entire time. Yep. Uh, a miracle couple of plays there at the end of the ball game is going to lead now to a go-ahead touchdown for Ohio State, including uh, a conversion on a fourth down play. And then later on, a guy wide open at the two-yard line. Uh, they're going to obviously have a chance to either throw for the touchdown or and maybe even run it in. And Notre Dame, what is up with Marcus Freeman? Can he not count to 10? Well, he can count to 10. Can he count to 11? How do you go back-to-back -back plays with 10 men on the field in a goal line situation when you had been fantastic? I mean, just absolutely premier in terms of stopping Ohio State in these spots all throughout the ballgame. Ohio State had been confronted with this situation any number of times, and they had failed every single time against the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. At home, shadow of your own goal line and they run 10 men out there on the field and sure enough uh, you uh, get the touchdown at the end of the game with what appears to be 0, 0.0 no time left on the clock now think about this the dynamic of what was going on here and it seemed like the substantial amount of money in the harris sportsbook where i was in atlantic city is riding with the fighting irish yeah they were so at home now, they were getting points i mean why why not go notre dame in what you thought might be a toss-up game, an overrated yes. uh, and usually overbet Ohio State team, not as good as they have been in the past, certainly not the offensive juggernaut that they were. The underplayers were doing a Kazatsky at halftime there. It was like 0-0. Zero, zero. It was incredible. Couldn't ask for a better scenario. Hey, anybody who scored a point here? No. But I passed on that and uh, decided to go ahead and very reluctantly lay my money on Notre Dame as part of a parlay. I, I just lucked out and survived a series of, of reverse miracles to win the first game of the parlay. So uh, now I'm sitting there looking like I'm going to cash. And I'm thinking, this is great. I, I love this. And sure enough, uh, they get that touchdown, and it's with no time left on the clock, or so it appears.
Yeah. And you're thinking, now what do they do? Guys in the sports book are, are screaming, chanting, take a knee, take a knee, take a knee. It was like, Namyoho Renge Kyo, take a knee, take a knee, take a knee. Because you're thinking the last thing that Ryan Day, as much of, uh, you know, he kind of came off as a little bit of a schmink. Did he not after the ball game? Did you catch that interview, Luby? Oh, I heard it. <laughs> How much can you hate an aging Lou Holtz? He's like in his 80s. <laughs> to drive you, I mean, for Lou Holtz, wasn't he? I mean, he became popular on the Johnny Carson show. Yeah. That's 100 years ago. Yeah. The man was relevant. Uh, so he, he, what, he takes a shot. He says, uh, the Fighting Irish have better players in Ohio State, and then Ohio State always chokes in these situations. And They're Ryan Day just... is, uh, you know, a putz as a coach. Takes yes. a few shots, but he's a, he's a feeble, senile old man. I didn't even recognize that it was Lou Holtz when they popped him up on the screen there with uh, what he had to say. Mm. And you're thinking, I, I had to ask you guys, hey, isn't that, uh... I thought it might have been Vince Lombardi. I, I don't know who the hell was it. But was he wearing some kind of beetle uh, wig also? I, I, uh, he, it looked bizarre. Anyway, I mean, uh, you're you're in the midst of a brilliant career. Uh, you know, if you're Ryan Day, you're at Ohio State, you're always going to be a winner for the most part. I mean, uh, the fans may not accept that you're not winning national championships every year, but uh, they seem to have a good feeling about what this guy is doing. And the team always performs in a very exciting fashion, usually as a, a high-wire act uh, on offense. Uh, you know, uh, little reason for him to feel anything uh, but uh, just absolute euphoria every day that he wakes up and realizes that he's in this position. And he, he was so disturbed by Lou Holtz that after the game, he commandeered the microphone, and it was almost as if, uh, you know, he, he was ranting against Vince McMahon, wasn't yeah. it? It was like a wrestling rant. <laughs> McMahon! They doubted us, but we're here! <laughs> we're going to kick your ass no matter what! I don't care! I know you're behind the rock! <laughs> but the rock is nothing. He was a backup defensive end, this guy, <laughs> at the University of Miami. Third on the depth chart. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> uh, how did you get that uh, revved up about uh, a post-game speech where you locked out and won a ball game? I mean, uh, almost by a complete stroke of luck. But but anyway, from, from the betting standpoint, so you're, you're getting three with Notre Dame. It's 16-14. No time left on the clock. 0.0, yeah. .0 Mr. Blutarski. No time left on the clock. And you're asking yourself, would the guy risk? A, uh, a, we, we don't know. We're reading a real book, real book trying to figure out, do they have to kick an extra point? Well, that's the other or thing. There's no time. It's over. Right? There's the, no time the game's over. It's like that uh, that home run that in that one, the one game with, um, was it the Mets? Robin Ventura. In the, the World the Series Sox. where, uh, you know, they, the – Fans came out on the field, and so the guy didn't trot around the bases. And it's amazing that uh, even though probably a handful of people had the uh, uh, over in that ball game, which it would have been over, the run total, had they rounded the bases. But they only counted one run since uh, Ventura only got past first base and then was mobbed by fans and never completed uh, going around the bases. And it's amazing to me that over 3 million people now had the over in that ball game that I've talked to personally. <laughs> it, it's like you know you saw 19,000 you know when uh, Maris uh, hit, hit his 61st home run in 1961 but all of a sudden half a million people that you talked to were at that game <laughs> oh yeah I was there yeah it was Tracy Stallard uh, but uh, yeah I mean so so now it boils down to whether or not uh, Ryan Day is going to even attempt an extra point if he's obligated to do so which nobody really seems to know but uh, we're all thinking that uh, they're going to take a knee and therefore Notre Dame covers the three-point spread. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, imagine the sigh of relief on, on the side. And, and I'm assuming most of the action was on Notre Dame because of the way the crowd was reacting to uh, the outcome of the ball game. And uh, then, you know, you see like Big Carmine, who's operating the book over there. And uh, oh, wow, what, what a sigh of relief when they put one second back on the clock. <laughs> and now, even though nothing really can happen in that one second, it becomes more logical for uh, Ohio State to just go ahead, kick the extra point and make the game a wash. So all of that anxiety, I mean, uh, it, it's, it really is. It's like being in a bad marriage, isn't it, Benny? <laughs> all of the anxiety, all of the uh, speeches that you had made to yourself uh, about uh, how you're finally a winner, you just go right out the window in, in a split-second decision there, and they kick the extra point, and it's much ado about nothing. Nobody wins, nobody loses. But uh, in this case, I think the book was about to take a bat. And uh, they, they ended up, uh, they all of a sudden were passing out free cocktail coupons. <laughs> They're like the seats that were $15 were now free. <laughs> Somebody got off the hook heavily there in the uh, sports book in Harris uh, in Atlantic City. Uh, anyway, very interesting weekend all the way around. Uh, in the pros, uh, we had the Dolphins put up 70 points in a game against the Denver Broncos. Uh, we have been debating for many years here in South Florida. Uh, about uh, the relative merits of Tua Tagovailoa. Luby, you have largely been on the side of defending this kid, saying he's better than Justin Herbert, and that the Dolphins did not make a uh, colossal, catastrophic, franchise-changing blunder by taking Tua Tagovailoa at number five ahead, one pick ahead of Justin Herbert of the Chargers, who looks like the prototypical quarterback. I mean, he's Vinny Testaverde with even more talent and uh, yeah. a guy that uh, de definitely looks like he's going to have a long and prosperous career. Whereas Tua was a question mark last year when, after suffering, unfortunately, a series of concussions, he was holding his press conferences in Hebrew. <laughs> they would ask him how he felt about uh, possibly coming back, and he went into Manish Tana Halayla Hazami Kalalilos. Like, when did this cat from Hawaii start speaking Hebrew? <laughs> but it happens. I mean, uh, people have underestimated forever, just as that Nowitzki guy. Uh the devastating uh, impact of uh, being hit in the head uh, numerous periods of time. I mean, uh, look at me, my favorite sport, boxing. And how, how many guys, uh, thank God that one time I had Joe Frazier on for an hour-long interview on a radio show I was doing. Thank God he brought Marvis, his son, along to interpret. We've seen, uh, you know, devastating impact of this. But, but Tua seems to have, you know, just bounced back as, uh, I mean, as if he was Russell Crowe in the Gladiator movie. I mean, uh, you can't stop him. You could send lions to stick him after yep. the guy spears in his chest and it doesn't seem to stop him send a chariot after him uh, he, he looks actually uh bigger and stronger by not quite barry bonds measurements where his head became the size of a bowling ball after uh, you know several visits to victor conti's uh, laboratories there <laughs> in san francisco but uh yeah i mean he, he does look stronger this year and the miami dolphins a juggernaut their story of scoring 70 paled in comparison though to uh, taylor swift <laughs> being in a box that was the biggest story in the national football league wasn't it my wife was like you know we just found that there's this league called the nfl and i'm like thank you babe <laughs> uh, this was i mean you could hear susan wallman is that taylor swift in travis kelsey's box it was like roger clemens was sitting there with george getting ready to sign a contract that roger clemens is in george's box okay so calm down <laughs> Where'd you get the Marge Simpson voice from? Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, uh, I mean, the, the 
the furor that's over this story. And as they end up going into, and I ask you this, uh, you know, before we get started here, Olivia, what, what your thought would be on this situation. And that is uh, you're in a restaurant in uh, Kansas City, a very fancy schmancy place. And it's uh, called the Prime Social Rooftop. All right. A very uh, elegant looking place. You're having dinner there. And uh, Taylor Swift shows up with Travis Kelsey. And I guess uh, some Chiefs players started trickling. And I wonder, did they invite Andy Reid? Or you would figure even with that concert tour, <laughs> Swift would be a little reluctant to pick up a tab that Andy Reid was involved in at any Kansas City restaurant, especially after an easy win over a real crummy Bears team. I mean, are you reluctant to invite the fat guy? That's the question when you're having a party. 100%. Was that taken into consideration at your various weddings, Libby? Don't invite the fat guy. <laughs> no, but it probably should have been. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they, they come into this restaurant and they announce to the people that are already dining there that, uh, guess what, people? Your meal is on the house. Taylor Swift or Travis Kelsey, one or the other, had decided to pick up the tab for everybody that was dining in the restaurant at the time under the condition that they had to get up and leave right away. <laughs> How would you feel about that? See, my, so, okay, now this is my question. You're having a romantic dinner for, I mean, uh, the, yeah. the woman of your dreams. And uh, all of a sudden, because Taylor Swift is rolling in there with Travis Kelsey because they're dating now. Yeah, they paid your check, but you, you have to get up and leave. Uh, okay. uh, doggy bag, please. Uh, yeah, no, the bone-in ribeye. Yeah, yeah, okay, it's not fully cooked yet. Uh, go ahead. Just <laughs> exactly put it in there done. anyway. I'll finish it off at home. <laughs> Paying ninety dollars for a steak. I mean, okay, so it's on the house. That's great. It doesn't justify having to get up yeah. in the middle of your meal and having to roll out of there. I, I would imagine that uh, you know what wasn't met with uh, very much uh, in, in terms of uh, flattering remarks uh, about the restaurant. But uh, that was the big story. And then, of course, uh, you have to feel how how tough is it on Nathaniel Hackett? Right, he gets dissed completely, much in the same way that Ryan Day was by uh, Lou Holtz. Yeah, uh, just completely by Sean Payton as uh, he, it was labeled because Payton, what a way, great way to set things up, Mr. Trump. Just say that the other people were so horrible <laughs> that it's going to take us a while to fix it. Yeah, well, <laughs> Mr. Rowan three. <laughs> Good luck. But Hackett can't possibly have the last laugh on this one because uh, he's the offensive coordinator of the New York Jets brought in because uh, his uh, friendship and relationship with Aaron Rodgers was of a positive nature. And uh, with a quirky guy like Rodgers, I mean, do you really want to have a coach that pisses him off uh, on the sideline here? No. You, you want him to have a guy, Aaron, you're the greatest here. Take my wife, please, what, whatever you want. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, I mean, he's got this whole problem with Zach Wilson, which uh, we've talked about probably too much probably. on this program yeah. <laughs> uh, because uh, the suspension of belief mm. is a very dangerous commodity, the complete suspension uh, of belief in truth. And then... Uh, the truth was that Zach Wilson, there was a reason they had Aaron Rodgers on the roster. It's because they knew that they couldn't live with Zach Wilson, that this was going to be a failure. And somehow, magically, he was supposed to be cured of all of his problems running the Jets offense because he was on the sidelines behind Aaron Rodgers, who did nothing. I, mean, I don't even think Rodgers attended practice, did he, during the <laughs> offseason? He's at the Museum of Art. He's uh, leading a parade. He's running the New York Marathon. He's at the Rangers game. He's uh, shooting free throws, uh, you know, with uh, the uh, New York Knicks. Uh, yeah, he, he, he was doing everything but playing football. Yep. So how Zach Wilson was able, like a sponge, to absorb all of this wisdom from Aaron Rodgers and suddenly he was going to make this vital transformation from being a hack to being uh, a bona fide number two pick and a guy that could lead the Jets 
how much money on that one play uh, evaporated into thin air from, from the people that thought that Aaron Rodgers was going to be the answer for the Jets. And that was the popular yep. narrative all yep. throughout the offseason. It was insane how many people thought, wow, well, they were just a quarterback away from being a great team. Got the best defense in the league, best offense in the league. All they need is a quarterback. People sent it in on this. <laughs> they did. <laughs> there were people laying in the streets of Atlantic City, still recovering from that opening series in the uh, New York Jets uh, season opener when Aaron Rodgers went down. And uh, people had what? They had overs on the season total. Yep. They had them going to the playoffs. They had them going to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. They had them winning the Super Bowl. They had uh, Rodgers as MVP. And uh, think about that. They, they burnt more cash than we sent to uh, the Iranians to free those prisoners. <laughs> Incredible, right? It was like $6 billion. just just went up in smoke. Maybe that's the reason that they're so generous with the comps, again, in uh, places that have uh, sports books. But, uh, yeah, interesting weekend all the way around. Uh, Miami Dolphins go against the Buffalo Bills this week, so that'll be a real test. And I think yep. about the uh, dynamic that's in play there. Bills uh, with a win would be 3-1 and one with a heads-up victory over the Dolphins in the division, which now appears to consist of two teams. Yeah. Even though the Patriots uh, beat the Jets 15 to 10, the ugliness, uh, basic ugly nature of that ball game tells you that those two teams are finishing third and fourth. Feels and like probably it. Patriots over the Jets. So the battles at the top of that division, uh, what was supposed to be a very tough division this year and a very prominent division with three teams in contention for uh, AFC Championship uh, honors. And uh, now, I mean, uh, early season showdown here for uh, a, a chance to, to take. If the Dolphins uh, win this ball game, they're four and zero, and they're up two games in the division with a division heads-up win over yep. Buffalo a quarter of the way through the season. Buffalo wins it; they atone for what was uh, one of the ugliest performances in Bills history, even going back to times when they absolutely sucked, and they they would be three and one and atop the division with a heads-up win of the Dolphins. So uh, I- interesting dynamic all the way around uh, professional football coming up uh, this week. Uh, Luby, one last thing: uh, the uh, Clemson. FSU game, were you okay during the course of that fall? <laughs> I'm glad how it ended. I was not okay during it. It was a dog fight that I don't think it needed to be. Clemson's offense hasn't looked like that the entire year, and Florida State's offense had looked really strong, and it struggled for large parts of that game. Uh, but I'm glad they won. <laughs> that That's really – their first lead, you talk about a team not controlling a game like Ohio State until the end. First Florida lead was State an overtime, wasn't first it? First lead until overtime. Yeah. When that guy shanked that field goal, wow! Oh my god, it's twenty nine. You see Dabo? <laughs> he looked like he was ready to get zipped up in a body bag. I, he couldn't believe it. What do you do? I mean, do you cut the kid? Do you immediately revoke his scholarship? Well, he, was, he wasn't on the team. He was a backup for three years. Who was like working in New York? He was going to work, I think, at Wall Street or something in New York. And they yeah. called him in because the other kicker sucked. I don't know what you do with him now. <laughs> You, you couldn't, unfortunately, uh, miss a kick at, at a bigger moment with an international spotlight shining in your face and, and miss it that badly also. Oof. I mean, if he had kicked a grounder, it would have been the only thing that uh, might have been worse if it had just hit his center right right in the rear end. Uh, very unfortunate. And then you could kind of anticipate what was going to happen, that uh, somehow Florida State was going to find a way to win that ball game. Uh, number four in the country with a couple of suspect performances uh, so far, and uh, yet it doesn't appear that there's any overwhelming cream of the crop in college football. Alabama certainly isn't what people thought uh, they were possibly going to be this year. Uh, Georgia hasn't been challenged uh, too heavily uh, yet uh, by by somebody that you thought could compete with them, and yet they have been in some challenging games, which uh, is uh, not necessarily a good omen for Georgia making it a three-peat 
And how much money is uh, Pat and Riley going to make when they put out the three Pete T-shirts? <laughs> Does he still have that trademark, Pat Riley? Like he needs he the money, huh? He's been making millions for years. He, he calls up to Mick, Mickey Harrison, and says, "Hey, Mick, I need a couple of million. No problem, Pat. You got. It. Thanks for uh, making us relevant for the last twenty-five years." All right, uh, well, we're going to run. It's going to be another interesting week. Uh, you have all kinds of stuff going on, uh, international events like the Ryder Cup taking place this week. Was that an event that only meant something to Ken Venturi when he was doing golf broadcasts? <laughs> I never cared about that. And he would go, <laughs> well, he missed that putt. Uh, it's going to cost him $6 million. But uh, more importantly, he lost five Ryder Cup points. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm sure that's, uh, you know, what uh, Mickelson was thinking. <laughs> ah, fuck, I lost those Ryder Cup points. That is probably more worried about the fact that he lost a bet. Exactly. A anyway, that, that's happening. Baseball races are as exciting as yep. ever. Uh, our Marlins still trying to make it into the postseason, uh, one game back in the wildcard chase. Uh, it seems like Arizona is a nemesis for us in uh, many, many sports. But, uh, you know, Arizona currently uh, holding that spot. Uh, one game lead over the Marlins. Uh, Cubs in Arizona are tied. So the handful of games left in the season, one of their eight games left, something like that, still in contention, which is a good thing. Uh, very exciting races all around uh, Major League Baseball. You have, uh, you know, crazy stuff going on in the wild card in the American League uh, as well, but not quite involving as many teams. But uh, couldn't get a better uh, conundrum events uh, taking place here. We often talk about that. What's the best time of the year to watch sports? Is it or be a sports fan? Spring. How could it be in springtime when you have all this shit going on in the fall? Yeah, pretty Which good. Is, uh, fantastic. I mean, uh, hockey's already playing uh, preseason games. I don't know that anybody knows that, but uh, it is happening. <laughs> that is probably the least publicized preseason. No, NBA is more meaningless in terms of preseason, is it not? Yeah, no nobody pays any attention to that. But uh, they're they're cranking it up soon. And of course, uh, you've got uh, college and pro football now rounding into uh, you know a, a point in the season where you can start to make some meaningful betting decisions. And, uh, you know, still get trounced, but uh, nonetheless, uh, at least you, you're going in with some sort of conviction about what, what these teams are capable of doing or incapable of doing. And, uh, you know, you, you have uh, everything else happening uh, as well at the same time. So uh, uh, just a uh, you know, great time of the year, and uh, we're happy to get into it with you. Uh, thanks for joining us on the morning briefing. Thanks for uh, taking over those couple of days there. Uh, Mike Luby Lubitz, and uh, good to be back with you. We'll do it again tomorrow at 10 o'clock here on nofilter.net. For Mike Louie Lewitz, I'm Jeff DeForest, and that's today's edition of The Morning Briefing. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. Remax agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Clover gives you the power to run a smarter, faster restaurant. See everything in real time with the kitchen display system. Streamline takeout and delivery with online ordering. With the right tech, Quick service is getting even quicker. Clover, accept payments, run your business, and sell more. For a limited time only, visit Clover.com to get a $450 statement credit on qualified hardware purchases. That's www.clover.com. 
Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, Kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.